Welcome to the All Arts Radio Hour, a weekly array of arts programming with an eclectic mix of pop, contemporary, and classical music, along with interviews, poetry, dramatic performance, and more. Now it's real live TV. Here we go. No, I'm not. Such an intro, such a warm welcome, and my piano wasn't on. That's okay. That's what, the, what, real, what we want to happen. I just thought I'd start this evening with a song about songwriting. I've got the broken heart. I've got the empty bed. I've got the tear-stained satin pillow underneath my head. I got the man who up and left And tore my perfect little world apart The only thing that's missing is the steel guitar There's a song in there somewhere Isn't that what they say? Thank you so much. 
Oh my goodness, thank you. Welcome to the Songwriters Under the Covers. Uh, I'm your hostess, uh, Victoria Shaw. I'm, I will be your bus driver tonight, I like to say. And let me explain how this works. It's basically a songwriter night where I invite my very talented friends who uh, have written songs that you know and love. They're gonna do songs you know, maybe some new songs. And they tell the story, the backstory behind the songs. There's no rehearsal. We just play what comes into our head because we think, I think, rehearsals are for suckers. <laughs> you guys want to see it warts and all. So I, you know, it's like the piano not starting. You never know what's gonna happen. We just kind of take it from there. We jump in with harmonies when we know it. We jump in, we lay back when we don't. So uh, it goes around, as we say. And we're gonna let Georgia, oh, I have to introduce my incredible guests. I know them, they're like my best friends, so I thought you knew them too. <laughs> so. Let me just tell you a little bit about Georgia Middleman. She is an incredible songwriter. She has written hits for uh, Keith Urban and Kenny Chesney. She's had songs cut by uh, Faith Hill, on and on and on. She is an incredible songwriter, but she's also an amazing singer. She is also one of my dearest friends. Please give a warm welcome to Miss Georgia Middleman. <laughs> I call her my sister wife because uh, she's actually married to my next guest. Um, I don't let them sit next to each other though. It gets really, you know, mommy loves daddy, mommy loves daddy, I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> but to my right, one of my, um, I, wanna, I wanna say oldest, dearest friends, uh, you know, we've known each other a very long time. He has written, I think, 14 number, uh, number one songs. He's had hundreds of them recorded. He is in the Songwriters Hall of Fame, which he doesn't let me forget every time we get together to write songs. Um, he has uh, toured with Ringo Starr and Carole King and written songs with them. He's pretty cool, he tells me that every day. Um, Mr. Gary Burr. So exciting. So we're going to let you kick this off. to be here. It's this is so exciting. great. <laughs> um, I'm going to start with a song that I'm from San Antonio, Texas, and I moved to Nashville as quick as I could because I wanted to be a songwriter. And I thought, what kind of job do you need to start songwriting? So I got a job waiting tables. That way I could write songs during the day, wait tables at night, or do shows at night, wait tables during the day. And you meet all kinds of really incredible people when you wait tables. And this is a true story that happened one night. I didn't know how to write it. It took me five years to figure this out until I was telling the story one day to my friends, Sam and Annie Tate, and I thought, you know what? If I could just tell it from the point of view of the waitress, since I was the waitress, I'll just tell you the story in the song. We all actually knew her from the waitress. I waited on you. You know, I thought you were married. The two of you came in all the time. <laughs> yeah. Little did I know, because well, you fought a lot. Yeah, I mean, we are. We, are, we, we always say we're yeah. like an old married couple. Because yeah, because we fight all the time and we don't have sex. Which is a good thing. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so this is a true story. It happened in Nashville, Tennessee at um, the Green Hills Grill. It goes like this. It's called Table 32. It was 10 o'clock on Friday I was ready to go home I had worked a double shift that night Mary didn't show And I'd served a hundred dinners And my smile was wearing through When I noticed one last couple 
sit at table 32. He looked to be about 55, she looked 26. He wore a ring on his left hand, she wore a low-cut dress. They brought their bottle from the bar, like happy couples do. And they made a toast as I approached table 32. So I asked him where they came from He said I'm from L.A. She flew in from Pittsburgh To meet me here today Then they guessed each other's order It was quite the rendezvous And I cursed my luck that I got stuck With table 32 I wrote this many years ago when I thought 55 was old. <laughs> FYI. You better have written it when you were 11. <laughs> I thought, you know, I, I certainly don't think that now, but I oh. just wanted to let you know that. <laughs> nice save. <laughs> now, Gary and I, backstage, because we are such close friends, I said to him, have fun, tell your stories, but if you're going long, I have to have some kind of, what's the word? We had to come word? up with a safe word. Yeah, because, because I tend to ramble sometimes <laughs> with my introductions. So what did I, Because I'm so pleased with my life. But what did I come up with? Oh, I'm going to say unicorn. Unicorn, unicorn is a safe word. If you hear me just kind of yeah. work unicorn in there, it's going to yeah. um, I'm going to go way back. I'm going to go way back to the beginning. To the beginning, a, a, a tiny little Gary Burr. And uh, I used to live in Connecticut, or as we say in Connecticut, Connecticut. I mean, we put the letters in, we use them. Connecticut. So um, I used to be an electrician. I, when I was a kid, I went to Woodstock, and I fell in love with music. Yeah, I was eight. <laughs> Come on, you didn't have to laugh that fast. <laughs> so, with, so I fell in love with music, but I had to work, and my dad was an electrician. So I became an electrician, and I would work all day, and... Anybody here an electrician? Because I, I don't want to say things. 
lovely profession, but oh my God, is that hard work. Wait, I mean, tell, tell in the summertime, it would be like 140 degrees in some person's attic, and they would send me up there, and I would be crawling face first through fiberglass insulation, and they would tie a rope around my ankle, so if I died, they could pull me out through the hole. Because the tools were expensive, and my dad didn't like to lose tools. Uh, to tell you the truth, his company had this great motto, leave no corpses in attics. And uh, so I, I was this electrician, and then at night I'd come home and I would write songs, and I would pray that I would write a song someday that would mean that I could quit. And I wrote a song one day, and I found out that it was going to be on the radio. So I went into work, and I, I, I'm very dramatic. I threw my tools on the guy's desk and said, I'm out. And then that night, I talked to a real songwriter who says, you know, when your song's on the radio, you don't get money for nine months. So the next morning, I went in. I did a total George Costanza. I just pretended I'd never quit. I pulled the tools out of the garbage can with, you know, French dressing on them and stuff. And just I jumped in the truck and drove off and just, and I got a check that Friday. And nine months later, I quit again. Because, you know, if you can't be loyal, I don't know what you have in this. No. But anyway, this is the song that I wrote that made me not be an electrician no more. And a funny little postscript, when this song came out, it was uh, the first song I had reviewed. And the review in Rolling Stone, no, Billboard magazine reviewed it and said that this song was uh, dumb but infectious. <laughs> Which coincidentally was my nickname in college. That's not good. That's not good. Not good. You know what? That is not... Not good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so here it is. Picture this electrician covered in French dressing writing this song. <laughs> well, I've got nothing to be ashamed of. Love's been a little bit hard on me. If I shy away, it's only because Love's been a little bit hard on me Love's been a little, you know it's just been a little Love's been a little bit hard on me Love's been a little Love's been a little bit hard on me I can remember when so much love's been a little bit hard on me. Now I shy away at the slightest touch. Love's been a little bit hard on me. Love's been a little, yeah, just a little. Love's been a little bit hard on me. Love's been a little. Love's been a little bit hard on me. Come out, come out to the hope. Romantic inside, I shout it's alright, alright. This day is so dark, so close to the
That's just unprecedented. Thank you so much. Local three, go fighting lineman players. Or something. So Gary and I have written a lot of songs together, and um, this was one of the first, maybe the second song that we ever wrote together. Really? And, yes, this is back before Gary was in the Hall of Fame. And he had moved down to Nashville. And when I went to his uh, apartment to write, he actually had a ironing board for a coffee table. And uh, it's very practical, you know, you can do your clothes and write a song. So we wrote this song and I learned a lot that day actually. It was about, uh, um, as we say in the music business, daring to suck. Like not, being, not editing and saying the first things that come out of your mouth because he encouraged me, you know, I was like, here's just what I'm saying. I know it's dumb. I know it's dumb. And now I Oh, happens. every time Victoria starts a sentence when you're writing, when she starts a sentence with, okay, this is really stupid, I pick up the phone and I order a new car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Sometimes it's just dumb, but no, sometimes. I, you know, that's why I have one new car. <laughs> why I ought to... <laughs> Not, not okay, okay, sister wife. Not okay. Not okay. Do not approve. Wait till you get home. She's not talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we wrote this song, and uh, it went to, it was a, a country uh, artist named Doug Stone, and it went to the top of the charts and was a number one song for Doug. And we, I'd never met him, and I don't think Gary had either, and one, the original line in the song was, a beautiful sonnet, and it starts with your name. And when we heard the recording, when it came out, he said, a beautiful song, and it starts with your name. And I was wondering... Why do you say song? You know, I mean, we don't care. It went to number one, but I'm wondering why he changed songs. Checks cleared. Yes. <laughs> why, why he changed sonnet to song. So in Nashville, we have number one parties. We take a break and we celebrate the number one song. So we go to this party and we get to meet Doug. And I said, you know, we're so thrilled. Thank you so much. Just want to ask you, why did you say song instead of sonnet? And Doug said, it was sonnet? <laughs> What's a sonnet? I was like, never mind, doesn't matter at all. If I had taken the time to write down a few lines Every time that you cross this heart of mine And put them all in a the words and years have a way of slipping by Oh no, too bad There goes the chance that I had I could have written a play so sweet and so funny Giving old Mr. Shakespeare a run for his money Never 
much. I like that harmony you put Thank on you. there. <laughs> totally improv. I love that. Uh, See? Wow, that was so romantic. Well, we had a thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just not for each I other. See. It worked out great. <laughs> <laughs> worked out great for everyone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do, this is a love song I wrote. Oh, and I'm going to play along. This is a song that, uh, and you'll be happy to know, Gary, I'm tuned already. It takes me forever to tune because I can't talk in tune at the same time. Who can? Nobody. That's why I keep a tuner in every room in the house. That's not good. She's smiling? She's smiling? No, she's not smiling. (laughs) So this song I wrote about, I guess about 15 years ago. I wrote this with my friend Radney Foster. He's a fabulous songwriter. And we wrote this... You know, he's not here. You don't have to I wrote this alone. (laughs) That's the I'm learning. I'm learning. And he was going to put it on an album. He was recording the very next week after we wrote it. And I was so excited. He recorded it. And about a year later, when the record was done... I was getting ready for one of my first big songs to come out, and his record label shut their doors. They were out of business. And I went, oh, welcome to the music business, right? So fast forward about five years later, Radney's producing a group called the Kinleys on Sony Records, these twin girls. Twin blondes, Gary. He likes those. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. But anyway, they recorded this song. And I was really excited because my car was breaking down and I needed a new car. And I thought, oh, my God, how am I going to make any money? If a song comes out as a single, maybe I would, right? So on Billboard, Gary was talking about Billboard magazine. As the song goes up the chart, it makes more money (laughs) as it goes up to the number one spot. And you guys have seen this chart many times over you two. So I'm watching this, and this is new to me. And I'm thinking, God, I need a new car. And it goes up to 32 right in the middle of the chart and falls off dead. 
And I'm thinking, 32. I need a new car, 32. That will buy me a good used Honda CRV is what that will buy me. And I was so happy. So I bought this great used car. And fast forward 10 years later, oil problems. I don't know, obviously, how to take care of a car. So I'm thinking, I got to buy a new car. And, and I'm at, you know, how every business, you have their ups and downs. And I was kind of at a down slope in the music business. And I'm thinking, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I need to change careers. And right then, I get a call from Radney. And he said, you know, Georgia, that first song we wrote, I'm in, Keith Urban just recorded it. And I'm like, what? And he went, yep. I watched that thing come out on the charts. And I'm like, please, please. And it's going up. And it goes all the way to the top of the charts. And I've never bought a new car before, but I bought a, a brand new Toyota Prius with a warranty. And I keep up with it. And I love that car so much. And I take really good care of it. So this is that song. And would you guys join me on this? There's some doot doots I'd love for you to sing with me I on. couldn't resist a doot doot if you had paid me. You're a woman who knows her way around a doot. All right. We could be her pips. <laughs> would you? <laughs> love doesn't come with a contract. I give you this, you give me that.
Multi-talented. She's sexy. Aww. Thank you, sister wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So during, uh, how many of you have been to these shows before? Because I've been doing them a long time. Where, and where have you, are the other people been? We're, we're very good. Where have you been? Um, but if you've been here before, you know that I usually like to, if I can, bring up a surprise guest, any friend that might be in town or coming by. And I asked this one to... If you're done shooting your big television show, if you could come by and sing a song. And uh, he is, uh, you probably know him from, oh my gosh, well, he was in Waitress. He starred on Broadway this summer. He was in Waitress. He starred in the uh, Jersey Boys movie. He, he played Bob Gaudio, the Clint Eastwood-directed movie. And now he's on uh, the hit series, Madam Secretary. He's a very busy man, and yet took the time to come and sing for y'all. Y'all, oh my gosh. Yeah, you've been there long enough. And sing for you guys. <laughs> what the heck just happened? Oh my gosh. It's just, it's from all my back and forth. Oh, the whole New York is just blown to bits. Oozing out of here. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to let him tell about the song uh, he's going to sing. Please give a warm welcome to our buddy, Eric Bergen. I don't know where he is. We're doing, hello. <laughs> Welcome to television. You can stand, Do you I can sit, whatever you want. You I can sit and sing, you can stand, you can dance. Hey, that's my thing. <laughs> Don't touch my piano. Well, I will sail my vest. Is that not, no, sorry. That's for another show. <laughs> I heard you wrote that. I did. Um, wait, no, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, can I use, yes. can I use that or no? Oh my yes. God, he's being yes. so difficult. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm very professional. Professional. Yeah. <clears throat> so wait. Oh wait. Oh, it's going. It's going well so far. So How far, am I doing? Hi. This is. Isn't this good? Is this not great? Uh, Victoria Shaw and Friends, people. I have friends. And you're on. You're on the all arts platform because when I think of all the arts, it's me. I think of you. <laughs> Mostly in the dance world. 
No, we're good. Thank you so much, though. Thank. That's all the time we have. Uh, I met uh, I met Victoria um, on J Day. No, on. Um, Something. Um, I met Victoria in this building. Is that right? Upstairs. It was upstairs, yes. right? So this is a this is this incredible incredible uh, building is home to uh, Birdland, one of the most uh, famous institutions in New York City. Uh, but we met upstairs at uh, this open mic night that's been here on on every Monday night for the past uh, how long? Seventeen years. Seventeen years. Called uh, Cast Party, run by our friend Jim Caruso. And it was really just an open mic night that we met, and we were both younger then. You were very young. I was very yes. young, yes. Uh, but then uh, Victoria played for me this song that she had uh, demoed, uh, written, that, that she wrote with, with Gary and with a, a singer-songwriter that I've always loved named uh, John McLaughlin, and uh, uh, played me this song, and boy, I wish I had written it. But you didn't. I, I didn't. <laughs> so I, I uh, sang it instead. This is Ready to Say Goodnight. I wish I never mentioned it was 12 o'clock I wish your house was not the first house on the block I guess I should be tired, but right now I'm not Ready to say goodnight How'd I let this evening slip away from me Distracted by pleasure of your company I haven't even kissed you so how could I be ready to say goodnight this fast before I never knew the spell of getting lost in someone's eyes but I do now so somehow can't we make this last I want this to last a few minutes more of stars I'm up for a late night cafe if you are I confess my head says I don't think my heart 
Ladies and gentlemen, Gary Burr. Oh, please. There's not a dram of sincerity in that applause. But at least they applauded. Yeah, good point, good point. Right, I'm going to play you a song. Uh, um, it started out as like just a finger exercise. And I, I was writing with this piano player, a lovely uh, piano player, great writer named uh, Vince Melamed. And he came in and he heard me doing this finger exercise. And he said, that's pretty. And he sat down and played with me on the piano. And we went, that could be a song when it grows up. And we, it took us a really long time to write it. We were heading it in wrong directions all the time. And then finally we figured out what the song was supposed to be when it grew up and we finished it. And it ended up being a... Uh, um, a song that we wrote for uh, Garth Brooks. No, he, he hated it. <laughs> but another guy recorded it, and then that song was a hit. What so, guy? Uh, just a guy. You, you, don't need to, guy? you don't need to know everything. I want a little mystery. I, I, I love uh, a great country artist named Ty Herndon did this song. This was his debut. Yes. And it's called What Mattered Most. thought I knew the girl so well If she was sad, I couldn't tell I missed the point I missed the sign So if she's gone, the fault is mine Now I know One by one She would still be gone Her eyes were blue Her hair was long In 64 She was born in Baton Rouge Her favorite song Was in my life I memorized her every move I knew her books Her car Her clothes But I What mattered most I never asked She never said And when she cried I turned my head She dreamed her dreams Behind closed doors That made them easy to I know, I know, I know I missed the 
forest for the trees And all I have to show When she walked out the door Her cold facts and nothing more Her eyes were blue, her hair was long In 64, she was born in Baton Rouge Her favorite song was in my life Memorize her every move I knew her books, her car, her clothes But I paid no attention To what mattered most Her eyes were blue, her hair was long Sixty-four, she was born and bad in her roof Her father's tall, her mother's gone She laughed the way she loved. Oh, my God, what did I do? Thank you. Gary Burr and I are in a band called Blue Sky Riders with Kenny Loggins. It's awesome. It's a fun band. And Kenny, he agreed to sing at our wedding, and he, he was going to sing this song. But what I didn't know was he called Victoria without our knowing and said, Victoria, who do you know, a string quartet in Nashville? Can you turn me on to some great musicians? And she did. And what I didn't know is when I was walking down the aisle, they said, Kenny's going to sing a song. And I turned around, and there was a string quartet. I had no idea these players were sitting there. And it was the most beautiful thing. And I'm going to sing it for you. I wrote this song with a group called Strikey Matches, Justin Davis and Sarah Zimmerman, who are a wonderful duo. And it was funny because when we wrote it, I had just started dating Gary. I had known him 15 years, but we never had our eyes. I mean, we never knew this was going to happen, you know? Like I said, he was married. <laughs> and I was in long-term relationships. Anyway, the timing was right. We started dating, and it was so easy. And when we were talking in the writing room about what it's like when the right one comes along. I, I knew exactly what it was like because I knew what it was like with you. It was amazing. It was easy, right? Screw the magical stuff like pulling stars down from heaven. We don't do that, right? No magic, just no, reality. No, no, reality. Just I don't know what I'm cold, doing. straight, Love. Endless, endless, linear reality. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But it's nice. It's, it's nice. nice. It's a nice. It was featured, yeah. And it was also in the TV show Nashville. How many fans of the TV show Nashville? Yay! It was so funny because I introduced this song in Belfast, and I said, this was when, this was featured when Raina and Deacon got married, and they were three seasons behind, and they were like, la, 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 la. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, that's funny. I blew it. Oh, that's funny. They had been invested, and it was three seasons later that was going to happen. <laughs> Oh, well. That, I never heard that story. And she either. told him that uh, Tony Soprano got whacked in, no. the, in the diner. It was a fun night. <laughs> anyway, this is my last song. You guys have been amazing. What a fun, fun night. Thank you, Victoria, for oh having gosh, me. Oh, my gosh. It's my pleasure to have Georgia Middleman sitting next to me. Are you ready, Gary? I am. Two, three.
There's no music, no confetti, crowds don't cheer and bells don't ring, but you'll know it, I can guarantee when the right one comes along. What your feeling you no longer have to guess all these questions are finally put to rest when the right one comes along and every single broken heart you're looking for to what you're looking for finds you in a cold world it's a warm place where you know you're supposed to be a million moments for us heart will lead you to the truth you think you know what you're looking for to what you're looking for finds you it's so easy nothing to Though you may not believe me now But I promise, honey, you'll find out When the right one comes along All that changes is only I want to thank Georgia Middleman. Thank you. I want to thank Gary Burr. Thank you. Oh. And I want to thank my mother. Who else is there? My daughter. I want to thank Brad. All oh, lots of people here. But uh, we're going to do this again. So, so tune in. Do I say that? Huh? Tune in. But come back and see us. And uh, we're going to let you take us home with a, one of my favorite songs. So I was driving to work, or what I laughingly refer to as work these days, um, and it was back when they were going to uh, 
put Elvis on a postage stamp. And, uh, you know, the two DJs were arguing about, you know, which Elvis it should be, because should it be the Elvis, you know, from Vegas, and or the Elvis from, you know, uh, Sun Records. And one of the DJs says, you know, I think it should be the leather Elvis. And the second one said, man, when, when I think about Elvis, I try to think about Elvis in, in Vegas with the jumpsuit and that. And out of that whole conversation, all I heard was the phrase, I try to think about Elvis. And I thought that that would be a funny thing if you wrote a song. You know, there's, there's this thing with guys when they're, you know, in the, in the throes of passion, you, you tend to have to think <laughs> about things that, you know, like, you know, kittens or, or, or baseball or some kind of thing like that so that, you know, so that your, your, your throws don't throw down before you're ready. <laughs> and uh, well then. so I thought, you know, Never getting this on I'm the air, just you know. a guy to I'm just a guy to write that song. So that's what this song. It, it, this is like a list song of all the things, but that's basically what this is. This is just a, a pervy song that I got on the radio, and then I got Patty Loveless to sing it, and uh, it was it was. It but was first you wrote pervy. it as a gu for guys, and then yeah, you first I wrote it. it for guys, but there was so much testosterone in it, and and she said I'd like to sing it if you could, you know, if you could channel your inner woman, and you know. <laughs> I said, uh, how much time you got? I could have it to you in, in uh, three hours. So I had to write all of it over, and I kept some of the uh, manly stuff. But, you know, I had to put a bunch of stuff that, yeah, a bunch of girly stuff in there that, you know, you can tell is some middle-aged guy trying to channel a woman. It's really pathetic. But the song was a big hit. And, um, and he bought I, a car. Yeah. And I yeah, bought. Yeah, you did. I bought a car. Here we go. This is I Try to Think About Elvis the second version. <laughs> I try to think about Elvis a Memphis Oprah in the afternoon I try to think about palm trees a fig the creature from the black lagoon I try to think about handguns home runs anything to get me through I just can't call
So this is the part where I like to take you on a little... Uh... Unicorn! <laughs> wow, that was fast. You have no patience None for me tonight. None whatsoever. None at all. I've got a good... Unicorn. A real... I try to think about Shakespeare. I leave here. Beatles on the road. The songs I try to think about. Talk show. New clothes. Susan Barnes. Thanks for listening to the All Arts Radio Hour, brought to listeners from the WNET Group's All Arts platform. For more All Arts programming, go to allarts.org and to All Arts apps on all major streaming platforms, as well as at All Arts TV on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And in the New York area, TV viewers can watch the 24-7 broadcast channel. Of course, you can tune in each week to the All Arts Radio Hour right here over the air on our live stream at WLIW.org radio and on radio streaming apps and podcast platforms. Thanks for joining us for the All Arts Radio Hour on 88.3 WLIW-FM, Long Island's only NPR station.